1: Good evening and welcome to the Marseille View. My name is Stefan and I'm your host. We are back bringing you another episode covering all the latest news from the soap opera that is Olympique de Marseille. Tonight we'll do our usual post match breakdown. This week, covering last night's derby game, the shock to Zalampic against Lyon. But as it's been another topsy-turvy week at the club, we've got the latest news stories to cover as well. So that includes a rejig of the club's organogram, and which well, which includes new appointments at the coach and president level. Today, I'm not alone. I'm joined by Ben. How are you, Ben?
0: Um, good. <laughs> I guess good. Um yeah, we'll touch on that as we go through it, but there's been some positive development certainly.
2: Sweet. Yeah.
1: And finally Jeremy. How's things, Jeremy?
2: Yeah, good Stefan, thank you. Uh yeah, I think I'm a bit like Ben. I'm I'm okay. Uh, it's it sounds like it's going to be okay, but uh I guess I don't wanna have my hopes too high. Okay. Yeah,
1: I think we're all about Still, still probably trying to work out what we think about everything that's going on. So it should make for some interesting discussions later on. But I think we, we'll talk, We'll start with the Leon game, I think. It's probably best to, to do the original format. So, last night, at home at Stabbed Velodrome, uh, we came across Leon. Massive underdogs, I think, in this game. Um, it ended 1-1. It was probably not the most exciting game ever, but not a bad game. I would say... You know my feeling is that it was maybe quite uh it was a bit of a patchy performance i think we saw moments where we were really second best and moments well periods of the game where we played relatively okay um how did you guys find the performance overall did you, did you think it was a promising performance or one that showed a lot of deficiencies in our game what was yeah what was your overall view of, of the match
0: um, I think I, I'll agree with you. I think that I think the overarching feeling, really, honestly, personally, is that before the game, as you say, massive underdogs, we would have all signed for a draw, probably. We'd have all been happy to t- to take the draw, get a point, slow Lyon down in their in their title chase, and and not not embarrass ourselves. But when we when we see what happens with the going down to ten men twenty twenty minutes before the end of the game, you you, you leave. You know, you've got frustration really. I feel a bit frustrated that, that that they didn't play that well and we didn't play great either, but we didn't play badly. But we just didn't go for it when they were down to 10 men. And that's that's that is going to be the main feeling I take away from the game is that we, you know, we could have taken a chance and tried to win the game, but we, we just didn't do anything. There was, was nothing to, to write home about in the last 20 minutes of the game, apart from a few. Scuffles and fights and half chances, but it was—I don't think we even had a shot on goal after after they
2: had the play sent off.
1: No, no, I don't think they did either. Did they, um, Jeremy? What about you? How did you find last night's match?
2: Yeah, I think I agree with what Ben said, um, and I agree with you. We may start the game as underdogs, and Lyon's being in in sort of fine form um, recently, um, but then at, at the first. 20 minutes when we are 1-0 down, I'm thinking, oh, it's going to be 3-0 by half time. But then Lyon stops playing, um, and then we start getting, seeing a little bit more of the ball. Um, but when you when you make it to come back and level, and then they end up being 10 men, and then they keep not playing, because um, Lyon for the whole game only has one shot on target, uh, and that's the goal, um, you're thinking, oh, there's, there's something of a wasted opportunity there where... They decided to come and to not play what they've been playing the last few weeks, and we didn't take advantage of it when down to 10 men, they looked like they were in shambles. And they have the same sort of issues that we have there. Their fullbacks are not great. So not being able to take advantage of this um, and the prestation of, of some of our players, unfortunately, uh, yeah, made me more frustrated in the end, thinking that we could have gotten the three points and we could have put ourselves... I'm um, actually in a very good position to try and, and guarantee that fifth fifth place that we can now probably say it's the objective.
1: What, judge, watching last night's game, what's really surprised me, and it's just agreeing with I thought, well, everything that you guys have just said, is that, you know, initially, I think that maybe, <laughs> probably in the first 20 minutes or so, it just felt like we, a little bit like when we faced PSG, um, that we know that we were up against a better team and that we don't have the confidence to instill our or, or to make our um, impact in the game to to kind of sort of grab a hold of the, 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 the match. And that we're frightened almost. And then, you know, when Leon scored, um, I don't know why. I don't know if it's just that Leon got complacent or what, or if it's maybe just that... Marseille sort of came into the game. Maybe Marseille remembered that we were playing against a team managed by Rudy Garcia. I don't know, but something very strange happened, and suddenly Leon just became very kind of tepid, really, very sort of lacking in zest, and really just felt seemed like a different team. And it allowed us to sort of I say come into the game, yeah, just allowed us to sort of start playing a little bit more. Oomph, a bit more confidence and a bit more drive and i'm i'm by all means i'm not i don't think that we were particularly great either but um it, I, it almost feels a little bit like the circumstances allowed us to sort of come into the game or maybe, or maybe the the opposition's behavior allowed us to come into the game rather than that we started playing well um so yeah it's a, it's a, it's a funny one and to be honest i actually like you said ben i think that by the end of it, I was pretty disappointed that we didn't win the game. Um, but you know, as you've both said, the last twenty minutes we were just we we allowed ourselves to kind of lose our cool. So right after, Payet, um sorry, Paqueta got sent off. I think there was a Payet starts getting into trouble. He starts mouthing, clashing heads with um, one of the Leon players. I think it was it? Was Tiago Mendes? Things like that. Just kind of losing our cool, losing the momentum. And just forgetting that actually there's a game of football here and that we've got the advantage. Like, and That's just really like... I don't know, man. Like, It's bad to see that the this happen, that the team's not focused. And also not seeing... I mean, I didn't see him anywhere like from the pictures, but where's the coach? He should be on the sidelines just going, what the fuck? Get your act together, guys. You know, making making the right changes, yelling at the players, sort of trying to um get them focused and, and, and back on track. And we just didn't see that. But maybe... We're just a a, a sort of team in transition, and that's why we're performing like that. Sorry to to waffle on there.
0: Yeah, I no, thought no, I was just going to bounce on what you said. I I, I wouldn't say I, I I I'm not disappointed we didn't win the game. I'm, I'm disappointed we didn't try. It was just you know we didn't. I mean, they they obviously sat a bit deeper, and we know we struggle against teams that sit deep anyway. But 20 minutes left is the chance that you can bring on Enrique and you bring on fucking Crisos. He was absolutely useless again. You know, he, I wouldn't say he, he had a, a clear opportunity, but towards, I think with was 92nd minute, Camara, Camara who played the blinder last night, fights, gets the ball back on the edge of their area, plays him in. You know, you're sort of hoping that falls to a, you know, a or who who's 100% confident and... and in the game, and he curled it in, ideally, in that position, because you know that he can do it. And Prisant just looked like he didn't, you know, he took way too long to decide what he was going to do with the ball, and he just got challenged in, in a key area. So it's the fact that, that it's, it's Laguerre, again, I think we, we made this observation against not you know, not a sitting deep. At some point, you've got to bring Lerola on. You've got to bring the order out to, to try and, you know, create some, some space on the wings and get some crosses in the box and stuff. And I think we see, you know, we've seen obviously the limits of Laguerre and, you know, can't really criticise him. The guy doesn't want to be there. He's, he's filling the gap. He's doing a favour. But, you know, some, some of these things are logic, aren't they? You'd
1: think. Sorry, you're just talking about bringing Lerola on in the the game against Not, because Lerola was obviously playing last night. So just just to cause yeah, confusing. sorry,
0: I meant against Not, but just to just to echo that, yeah, I mean it's just those substitutions and changing changing the shape a bit, and you know again last night is is perfect perfect example. Why wouldn't you bring on an attacking player to try and try and go for the win and and. <laughs> It, 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 that's the frustration for me is we didn't try to win the game we, we we seemed almost content with the draw and there was no urgency you know we, we were happy, happily playing taking our time with with set pieces of throw, throw-ins and stuff and it, it, that's my main frustration
1: Sorry before you jump in Jeremy just to respond to that actually Ben I, I'm going to take his defence for once I actually don't think Cuisance was particularly bad when he came on other than that moment I think that he didn't have much of the ball but he had a few passes and for once the passes that I remember seeing he actually passed sensibly to the right players um and didn't try anything stupid but that yeah particular incident was shocking and and it reminds me of something I said in one of the previous episodes is I think he looks a little bit heavy set I d- I don't think he's fat but I think he's quite um what's the word Heavy set, really. I mean, he just looks a bit. Maybe like he might need to trim down a little bit, and he's a bit slow in the turn and stuff. I, I find as well, and that might be like linked to his frame. I don't know. I just there's something there to me that makes me worried. Worried about his fitness or he's. Um, weak. Yeah, I don't know. That's my feeling. Sorry, Jeremy.
2: Yeah, I think you're being. Uh, yeah, I think you're being very nice to to Cuisance, cause because, uh, yeah, I was a bit. I was a bit disappointed in him coming in as well and how how he came in. I, I agree that maybe he didn't like miss um, blatantly uh, easy passes like he's done in the past. But that's the least we expect from a guy who comes from Bayern Munich. Um, and you know when he when he first started playing, we had some some high hopes and he did some good stuff. And then may, maybe you're right. Maybe it's a weight thing. Uh, maybe it's a training thing. Maybe it's the fact that he was so performant because the training is obviously different in Bayern Munich than it is in Marseille. Um, But, yeah, we we expect better. And I think to to come back to Ben's point, um, maybe Larguet was happy with uh, a draw because he is Nasser Larguet and he's not um, the main OM coach for uh, the foreseeable future. And so he just wanted to make sure that they don't lose a game uh, where they have the ability to get a point. Uh, But, yeah, that lack of ambition when you see When you see the game that Milik is having, where clearly for the first time in uh, forever we have a striker that's actually able to find himself in the right position, that is able to play positively, uh, that is able to um, fight the the physical challenge against against the defense, that's really good. Denayer and Marcelo are really 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 good for Lyon, I think, this season. Um, Just bringing somebody to play around him, Uh, bringing Luis Enrique early early as as early as possible to bring a bit of speed on the side and then yeah p- put somebody just a little bit higher up to be right next to Milik to put a bit of pressure when you see that they're only 10 men playing and when you see that um, they are leaving the offense to Cherki who's not the the fastest guy and and Depay um, yeah I don't know I, f- I really feel like he probably was happy to he was content to say hey that's a draw and being not the real coach, then I'm going to make sure we get a point from a game against a team of the top four. Um, but but it felt like somebody else in Cuisance would have been what everyone expects. And then at the end, it's funny because the first leg uh, against Lyon or the first leg against Paris, if anything, uh, we did that thing where we tried to get into their heads to make sure that they don't play as good as possible, as do, as good as usual do, sorry, and to try and get something from the game. It looks like last night, as soon as, Paqueta took the red card, Lyon did that. Tag Chago Mendes uh, and Payet, um, and then uh, the other little friction between um, Depay and Alvaro. It looks like, um, you know, being trained by Rigi Garcia, Uh, they know that um, you just maybe if you get into somebody else's head, you prevent them from playing their usual football. Uh, And I guess it's a bit disappointed to be on that that end of it for once.
1: Some really good points there. Um, I do think. Milik at times, yeah, he just looked a little bit on his own, didn't he? And actually, he was clearly a little bit off the pace. You could tell he's sort of lacking that match practice. Like for example, in the the first half, he, when there was an opportunity. I think it was Tovan that puts the cross in, and Milik doesn't get to it. And he, you know, he really should get to it. And if he does, he probably he probably would score. Um, and I was thinking at the time. Benedetto would probably have gotten to that, but he would have probably had it over the bar. Um, and I, so, I, I mean, I definitely have more faith in milik being able to just put the ball in the net. But, yeah, he, just, he, he, needs, he looks like he, he's not quite himself yet and he needs a bit of support. Um, and I find that, you know, the other players up front, Tovan and Payet, are just too too selfish, too, too individualist and, and, you know, often... Yeah, just, they're not they're not in and around helping their teammates, so they're not always the best players, really, to have playing alongside you, either. But, yeah, just coming back to the midfield actually reminded me of something um, about bringing on Cuisance, um, just in charm, like, what the fuck? I just, I I don't really understand... Why we signed in champ? It just doesn't look like. I mean, the manager's going to change, but I don't. No,
0: it's just to piss AVB off and push him to. It seems like it, doesn't it? It does.
1: It's on. just so bizarre. Like he's just he's <laughs> getting used. It feels like we so maybe we knew that we didn't need. We had to we we were sup we had surplus in midfield, but we got rid of Stripping as well. This is the other thing to think about. But maybe we don't feel we needed another midfielder. So they but they brought one in anyway. Like, yeah, so to piss off AVB. Who knows, but like, what's the point in being there if we're not going to play him? And, you know, like, yeah, Cuisance, ugh, I get it, he's been shit, but uh, ro- ro- bringing a Rangi doesn't really excite me either, to be honest. So, like, I'm quite up for trying out the other guy that we've not really seen. So, yeah, it's just it's strange, isn't it? Hopefully, when the new manager comes in, he's a bit more experimental. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, the thing I wanted to ask you about was just, and I don't really want to dip too much into the tops and flops, but just going back to the issue about tactics, to me, there's definitely some deficiencies in Lage's setup and. I noticed a lot in this game, and this really played into to Leon's hands. So Leon liked to move the ball out wide and they liked to get their wingers behind fullbacks and whip in crosses and so on. They did it to us in the, at the start of the season. They just whipped in, if you remember, they just whipped in, when we had 10 men in that game, they just whipped in crosses all bloody day long. Whereas they weren't really hitting crosses so much. They, their full, wingers were getting behind our fullbacks constantly. And although our full backs, like Leerola, Lee was very quite interesting going forward but the left back and right back at times I forgot that they were actually there when Leon were attacking and I just, yeah I don't know if there's do you guys think that there's um something to be worried about, about the way that, uh, that we're playing there, that we're leaving so many spaces in those positions that leave us incredibly vulnerable in the counter attack, wouldn't you say?
0: But it's- so it's going to, yeah, but it's going to, it's going to change. I mean, Liorla, for, for the first goal, he's at fault because he tucks in um, and he gets, you know, he gets sort of, um, how do you say, it's soaked towards the ball. And, that, and that's, you know, it's something 90% of defenders do. It's just a natural thing. And as you say, Leon ex- um sort of exploits that, that gap and that, that space to score. Um, but it, I think it, it's just, the team is disorganised. It's it's Lugget because he everybody knows it's just he's just here as an interim. Um he's, he's you know, they, he's doing what he can. We're on we're in damage control, damage limitation mode. There's no real game plan or tactic that, that is that you can see he's he's put in place since he's taken over. So I I'm I'm not worried because let's face it, we you know, we've we've stopped the um the spiral of defeats we were in. And and, t- and players do look like there, there is a bit a bit of a better shape and composure and concentration. I I think it it'll all be better when Sampoli joins and instills an actual game plan an actual tactic with actual instructions. Um, but I think it's uh, we've we've had this discussion for for so many podcasts now. It's the, the midfield is so unbalanced because we don't have. Um, we don't have that Paquita type player that Lyon have, which is a deep line playmaker who gets the assist for their first goal from by, by spraying the beautiful pass from right to left. And I, I, I can't criticise Gay or Kamaha. Kamaha played the blinder. Um, Gay was was really good defensively. But going forward it's it's the type of problem, and that's why at the end we, we weren't you know we weren't creating space we weren't we weren't shifting the ball about as quickly as we we should should have done against ten men It's because that that midfield duo is really good against a team like monaco or p s g when you've got to break up the play, get the ball back, and be able to carry it forward a bit and and win that physical battle when it comes to playing against a deep deep sitting team or defense none of them have got the, the passing qualities or the or the dribbling qualities or the or the sort of you know running at players quality to, to make a difference which which renders a really stale approach in midfield and you know Rangier maybe isn't the solution either, sadly. And we will need I, I hope and think we will need to sign a player there that is a bit more creative in midfield, has a different profile from even Sanson before, who again was just a busybody runner. But that that is something that Sampoli is going to have a bit of a headache with. I think he's finding the right combination. Does he put Cam- Camara back in defence as a as a sort of defensive playmaker? Does he do what Bielsa did with Romo, which is have him you know in midfield when we have the ball and, and sl- slot back into defence when when we're out of possession? What does he do with Gay? Does he does he develop Gay into be more of a of a passing distributor? And, and maybe improve his, his running with the ball and, and the way he dribbles players. Because and, and, he's got a good shot on him, let's face it. you know He's got a good left foot on him. That, those are the question marks that Sampoli is going to need to figure out between now and the end of the season and next year. Is, is How do we configure this midfield and get the best out of the attacking players by feeding them balls and, and creating more play from midfield.
2: Yeah, I think they're all, they're all great points by Ben right now. Um, I and I agree with uh, basically everything that you said. I think uh, Kamara and Gay um, defensively uh, work really well together, but then we miss the 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 ball going out and and being distributed. And I hope that having Payet as the number ten was going to help um, in in. Sorting it out at least for the for the time being, uh, I think to come back to what you were saying, Stefan, and to come back to the the defensive issue that we have on the full back, um, I was pretty disappointed by um, Kawi's defensive effort yesterday. Um, I think on the ball we we can clearly on the goal, excuse me, we can clearly see that um, Tovan and Kawi either or or both uh, don't make the effort to come back either. You know, Lerola gets absorbed by um, Wars uh, run, which is a very good run to absorb a fullback, uh, and then Tokoy Kambi is left by himself because there's no midfielder who are able to help. And then you can see that Payet, Kawi, uh, and Tovin are just forty meters away, um, still trying to figure out how to run back. Uh, I think that that's an issue that probably uh, Sam Powerley, um will have a direct impact on uh, because of the because of his discipline just, and because um, of the.
0: So, Jeremy yeah. just on, on that goal of action. Cowie uh, and, and Tovar actually switched wings strangely on, on the previous attack. So, watching yeah, place, on the right, is right. the player that Yeah, Tauvin is the one who doesn't track back when Dubois runs forward with the ball. He doesn't follow him. And as you say, Cowie, maybe it's the confusion of them having switched wings. He, he, he suddenly realises way too late that he's supposed to have come back and, and helped Lloris and, and you know defended, provided more defensive coverage in the width. But maybe that's due down to the fact that they changed wings and, and both of them had their oh shit moment and realized that they weren't in the right position. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. and, and, and yeah, to be you probably you're probably right. Uh but that's that, that that makes it sad, right? Professional players um you know for, forgetting that they have to defense and, and and track back. And you know, I think um m- maybe the bigger problem there um, as as we all know, is is uh, Tova himself who's uh, who can who can be a difference maker, uh, but a lot of crap that you have to take to wait for him to be able to make the difference uh, is uh, is right now pretty hard, and we know that he's on the end of his contract, etc. Um, but yeah, I, I think the as far as the 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 playmaker situation, um, you know, I, I think. I don't know that either Kamara or Gay can be that obviously, but I think you're right in saying that Kamara has a very good shot on him that he can actually be very dangerous when he's in uh, the last 40 meters. That he has the instinct of trying to find a pass forward, which is you know um, Rongier and Sanson were really good at giving the pass uh, backwards. Uh, so so we're pretty. I think we have the onset of something that can be good, uh, but until we we sort out this. Um, Watch, which we thought was solid, starting with Payet number ten, uh, that's going to be hard. And again, you know, to go to go back to lage only one substitution in the whole game. Um, I, I think it's I think it's just not good enough. And if you thought that the team was just well in place and you don't want to change it, um, you know that Payet and Tova aren't good anymore for 95 minutes. Just give them give them a rest. Get even if you get Germain in to try and put a header or something. Just try and try and do something. Not that weird that um, overexcited about who is on our bench these days uh, but uh, but yeah I think trying something would be would have been um, would have been good uh, just to come back to, to finish on Mirola I think offensively is good I think defensively um, he's trying to fight but tactically for some reason he doesn't have the way the way he positions himself and the way he um, sort of um, gives himself instead of being a bit more patient uh, is a bit scary I think yesterday he was lucky that Camara um, more often than not was here to uh to basically be his his, um, his number two and and stop quite a few times Memphis Depay uh, or Auer. um I think there's not a lot of teams that can bother us as much as Lyon or Monaco or Paris on the wings. Uh, but I think this weekend, uh, this week, sorry, against Lille, will will be another test um, to see how uh, how important it is for somebody to help Leola defensively. Yeah. So just before we move on. Um... Yeah, just uh, you kind of
1: took the words out of my mouth about the midfield guys. Um, I was thinking the same thing. I, I do like the two holding midfielders, but the two of them with Payet in front of them is a worry because, yeah, there, there's nobody just. There's no one in the middle bringing the ball forward, picking out the passes. Payet's, you know. He's I'm not confident in him anymore as a number 10 to be able to have the impact that he needs to have throughout the game being the sole playmaker um, I think maybe there's a time in his career where he, he might have been able to do that sitting in front of two defensive midfielders but I don't know about any anymore. so yeah we definitely do need someone who's more of a deep line playmaker um, and I actually thought Ben though that the players that we had signed Rangier, Cuisance, Cham, I'd understood them all to be that kind, supposed to be that kind of player when we, you know, when we brought them in, but it seems that Marseille, none of them are that kind of player. Maybe Angier showed some nice things in his first season, but at least his first six months. Um, but yeah, they do seem very limited in their ability to create play from deep now. Um, Anyway, so yeah, I wanted to ask you something, one more question, just before we start looking at the tops and flops, and it was just about the penalty. So there was a obviously our goal was a penalty, and um, it was questionable, maybe controversial. You could say, uh, yeah, Sorry. Okay. You think Get it was a penalty? A penalty. Okay, because I I I've seen some people saying that it wasn't. You know, so um, and that it hit his leg before it hit his body or something his, his arm sorry um.
0: yeah so it's, it's really weird because they showed several angles and he's obviously lifted his shirt up to, to show the ball hitting, hitting his body the, the, you know there was a mark of the ball or whatever but the, the, fact, the fact of the matter is his hand was in an unnatural position he, he stuck his arm out and it was just it was it was always a risk that it was gonna be it was gonna hit his arm and it's you can't not give the penalty on that. We'd have all cried blue murder. And Lyon would have cried the same if it hadn't been the other way. It's it, it's a clear handball. That shot was looked to me like it was definitely on target, probably even smashing past Lopez who probably wouldn't have had time to see the ball coming, so it was hit with real real power by gay. You can't not say it's a penalty. I mean, uh, and, and Kenneth Pruce really pissed me off at a hard time, but as usual, they're, they're biased against us. But all of them saying it was really harsh and it should never have been given. How's he supposed to move his arm? He was literally sticking his fucking arm out. You can't not give well, a Well, Jonathan on
1: Pierce on BT was also suggesting that it wasn't a penalty. And if he says something, you usually think the opposite. So that's something to...
0: Yeah, but your Twitter account actually posted like a, a, an, an excerpt of the rules, of the handball rules. <laughs> they got shut all over because it was an excerpt of the rules two years ago before they changed them when they introduced VAR. And it was like, why are you so bitter about this? You'd have, you'd have cried if it wasn't given for you. It's blatant. It's just it's a clear penalty. There's no two ways about it. And... It is. It is a clear penalty, and it was. It's just he he didn't make an effort to move his arm away from the ball. You can't not give it. It's obvious penalty.
1: For you, Jeremy, a penalty.
2: Yeah, obvious penalty. I I think, and you know, we uh, all on on the podcast that I've um, recorded yesterday, I had a Lyon fan uh, who lives in Australia as well, and and we talked about it. Um, I, I think it would be great to have the referee explaining why we sold penalty so that everyone can stop uh you know chit-chatting about it especially the the pundits uh because yeah everyone saying oh it's harsh penalty it's harsh penalty um he he basically made himself bigger which is the rule if you make yourself bigger using your arms and if you use more space and then the ball touches your arm then it's a penalty that that's what he did sure maybe he touched his uh, his chest or whatever before he touched his arm but if his arm is not there then the ball goes to either goals or a marseille player who's just behind um, so the simple fact that he used his arm to make himself takes more space then it's a penalty and that's what um the rules are and i heard people being like "Oh." The VAR isn't even checked. The VAR is always checked, and the guy is just being told in his uh, in his microphone, in his earphone, sorry, um, that his decision is correct, so that he doesn't need to go and check the the um, the TV himself. Uh, so so yeah, I was a little bit of uh, yeah. It, to me, it's a clear penalty. Now, if if Lyon fans want to complain about what looks like a Nagatomo handball, a little bit later, m- maybe I can. Uh, maybe I can understand that they feel it's the same, although it's not the same at all. Uh, but to me it's to me it's a clear penalty. To me, I was almost like looking very closely at the um the instance just before when Denier uh went to uh, challenge a header with his with his arm up where everyone was like trying to figure out VR if there was a penalty. Uh you know, once upon a time, the simple fact that you make the, the gesture um warranted the penalty. But um but yeah, I, I th- I don't know why people, um, and Canopus, obviously, it's because they try to make sure everyone listens to them a bit more and they try and create um, the debate. But I don't know how it's even a question that it's a penalty. It's so obviously a penalty.
1: Yeah, um, I'm glad you mentioned the denial one. I I personally wasn't sure about that one because I could really see from the angle that I got to see it on so when it kind of got brushed over quickly, but um, I wasn't really sure. But to me, it looked like nah, that. One, you couldn't be that confident about that one either. And probably at the two of them, one of them was probably a penalty. But I don't know. I'm not like really as um, clued up on the rules as you two. are I don't think I've not really been sort of following it o- the, over the last couple of years. Um, so I wanted to ask you what your tops and flops were quickly before we move on from this. Um, item so yeah um, anyway who's your top who's your flop
0: um, top Camara was, was again I, I've said it he played a blinder he was brilliant he got the ball back in, in, you know he, he did his role he broke up play he got an an unreal number of balls back from from the Lyon midfield and uh, he was the best player on the pitch from I think flops Thauvin Cowie uh, Touvan lost forty percent of all of his um, all of his duels. Kelly, uh only played eight successful passes in the whole game, I think. Um, and then you, you you know you just add Cuisance to that. He was again absolutely useless. It was like playing ten against ten when he came on. Payet, rare moments of of decent play, but as you said, Steph, I think he's just over the hill now, and he's he, even in a in a role where he'll be, he, he's not given many defensive responsibilities and he doesn't have to run as much. You'd expect him to rely heavily on his technique and, and passing skills and he, even even with that it just wasn't good enough
2: yeah i'll give i'll definitely give my top two camera as well uh and they uh, are like a an an okay <laughs> game to uh to to Alvaro gay and and potentially milik. Uh, Just because of what we've seen from Milik, I agree that he's still not in shape, but um, just the way he controls the ball and passes it, obviously he's a better footballer than what we have right now up front. Um, The flop, yeah, Payet definitely, uh, Cowie definitely, those stats that Ben talks about, uh, plus the fact that I think Cowie didn't win any of his uh, duels uh, for the whole game um it is yeah he's definitely mesmerizing for a professional football player um i think yeah Payet for some reason once he's a number 10 you still find him a lot on the left side and then um i guess he creates confusion for a guy like Cowie who's maybe not as um tactically savvy um as the two other ones up front um the but yeah besides that Tovan to me is the big 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 flop just because of um, again, what we know he can bring to the team and, and how he's just not bringing it in. And he's not 35 years old and he's not, uh, you know, he's not back from injury. Uh, there's no excuses for him to not be performing as much as we can. And he was on the side uh, of the pitch where Lyon is really shite, like Corney is bad and then the studio coming in is also bad. And so not seeing Thauvin, uh taking advantage of that and, and bringing a bit more. He had a couple of good crosses, uh, but not trying his his special getting into his left foot and trying to shoot on uh, on not making more difference was uh, yeah was very disappointing. Yeah, um,
1: for me, yeah, is um, probably the top that I'd pick. I I, I want to pick Leroy. I well, I want him to beat, but he's not good enough defensively. He's gets he, he's getting as you, caught out a lot, and as you say, he was at fault for the goal. Um, but I did there's some of the things I see going forward. I just really like. I, he's the kind of player that gets me off my seat a little bit when he surges forward like that. Um, and so this, I, 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 yeah, he brings something exciting in his game. But yeah, it's just I'm yet to see a sort of full ninety minutes of quality from him. So yeah, obviously he's by he wasn't even probably the top three best players in the pitch. But he was. But well, I'd like to, I'd like it to be him. But yeah, Kamara is definitely the one who's the most consistent um, throughout the ninety minutes, isn't he? Um, he sort of leads, doesn't he? By example, the I like Gay but to be honest, the thing that's p- p- bothering me about Gay is he just gets too many fouls away just foul after foul after foul he, he needs to sort that aspect of his game out because and he's going to just rack up so many cards and send him off so over his career if he doesn't Um, he's just too harsh, too rash sometimes, but I do. he's a quality player. In terms of the flops I I would agree Kawi for me was pretty ineffective and I I, mean, I know everyone's quite excited about what they've seen of him the last few games they find him to be a bit of a Fresh air because you've got this sort of modest low key player that's been sitting in the squad suddenly given an opportunity, and he's a pretty decent footballer. But for me, he's not OM quality. I know he had a really good game against, was it who was it against when he scored the two goals? Lance? I can't remember who it But for me, he's not, he's not, it was against Nice. Nice, sorry. He's, yeah. He's all right, but he's not i don't I, I don't really see him ever being anything more than what he has already been for us personally um I think we'll just skip the because we we're a bit just i'm just thinking looking at the time and there's quite a few big topics to cover if that's all right, so um uh, starting with the change in well <laughs> firstly right we were all expecting a new manager. We were all expecting Pali to be announced as the new manager on Friday. Um, That's what we'd been told. And we did see a statement from the club announcing Pali's appointment. Um, But it also came with other news that we didn't expect. So we also saw a change in the club's president. Um, So we saw that Eros has left his role and he's been replaced by uh, head of football, Pablo Longoria. I should say that Ero is still at the club, so he sort of moves to a role within the board. So he's still, yeah. So there's a lot, like maybe a lack of clarity about how this is going to change anything, how things are going to function. Now, I should, we should probably talk about Sam Pauli first. Um, I don't want to say too much because we're hoping to do another episode soon where we're going to go in a bit, a bit more focus on Sam Pauli, but um yeah but before we we start talking about the the change in president um yeah i i I guess guys have you got any further thoughts on the manager manager appointment um since we've last spoke about I know we spoke about him in the last couple of episodes briefly, but just anything from what you've seen in the last couple of games or even i know we a lot of us have been watching his last game or two in Brazil as well just to get an idea of what 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 his football is looking like at the moment have you got any like Thoughts about him that that developed since we last spoke.
0: He got he got sent off for right for coming onto the pitch have a rant at the ref didn't he? <laughs> in his um, in his penultimate game for for Atletico Minero, He got sent off and then he was watching the game and handing hanging off metal railings in the stands like one of our ultras. Really, <laughs> he looks like a type of he guy. He looks like but... that
1: Santos guy in it without hair. Yeah, anyway, he's got
0: exactly that. Um. Just consider I, I'm I'm excited because we've we've all been crying out for a coach with an attacking mentality. And he's been linked to us before and we know that you know he's sort of Bielsa disciple. Um, I'm I'm excited because I'm I'm happy that we're gonna get someone who's gonna play with positivity no matter who we play, he's gonna have his tactic, he's gonna have a, a well drilled system that the players are gonna to have to work and, and sweat, blood and tears to, to adhere to and to, to play well in that system. And I think it's going to be a bit of a culture shock for a lot of our lazy, lazy, overpaid players. But um, I'm excited by what he's going to bring. I'm, I'm more cautious and, and downbeat about what players and, and squad he's going to have at his disposal based on, on our financial situation that is dire and the fact that we, we're losing... A third of our squad to, to free agency because their contract's expiring, and we're also not going to have much money to bring in players. So I'm, I'm curious to see. I mean, I'd like to think he wouldn't have joined without certain guarantees or promises that he was going to get some recruits. But at the same time, I'm I'm, I'm worried that maybe he's been taken for a ride the same way Bielsa was, and he'll he'll might end up walking when he sees that he's been he's been scammed. Who knows? So that, that's those are my final thoughts, and we'll talk about him in more detail
1: okay Jeremy, have you got any thoughts
2: on sam Paoli? Uh, oh i'm I'm definitely happy that he's um, coming in and and I'm looking forward to to see him in action I'm also um, now thinking about it and and like talking around um with other fans in liga I'm also happy he's coming in now because he's going to have time to sort of um, show what he's um well, what what his way of working is and and players around Europe or, or around the world that are interested in playing against under a manager like this will have time to see what he does before the, the summer mercato comes. I, I don't know that um, much of an impact can happen from now until the end of the season. I mean, if we can get the fifth or the sixth place, then amazing. Um, or if we can get somewhere in French Cup, then amazing. Um, but but I'm more like I was more thinking um, yesterday, actually, seeing a bit more in, a, in the future that at the end of the season, um, Lyon is going to have a new coach um, and, and new players as well. Uh, Lille... Who knows what's going to happen with Lille? Uh, with everything that's changed, um, so two of the four teams that are up front are going to have to go through um, a, a, some, sort, some sort of a rebuild or, or a change. Uh, not even talking about Rennes, who just lost their coach right now. Um, so seeing pa- Sampaoli coming in now, uh, players like um, Payet. Uh, I'm not even talking about Toven because he might not be here. Uh, but you know, Camara, uh, Gay, Charitacar, Alvaro, players that might still be here next year. Um, we'll we'll see what it takes to play under and uh, Paulo and see if they um, if, if they are there to it and then the world will come out and we'll get um, I, I'm a bit more positive I guess than, uh, than Ben I, I'm pretty sure he did get guarantees to be able to come and play here and we've seen what Longoria um, sort of can do um, as far as getting us more interesting player than what we've had um, in the past. Um, four years at least on paper um, so so yeah I'm I'm quite excited to see what he's going to bring I'm quite excited to see his uh, passion I'm hoping that um, we don't wake up next week and hear that because of what happened in Brazil uh, in that game then all of a sudden FIFA decide to suspend him for two months or something like that I really hope that's not happening but uh, but I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past um, past us um but but yeah I' um, I'm looking forward to see him coming in. He's he's an offensive uh coach, has been for a while and sometimes it has costed him. Uh I think he's coming to a club where uh if we can score six goals every every game, we're happy to concede five. So so hopefully um hopefully Droit au But will be uh will be respected with Semperli at the top.
1: Yeah, I've kinda of come round as well. I think um I wasn't sure who's the right appointment, but I'm just looking forward to the prospect of seeing some Exciting for attacking football and the ride that will come with some, pal. It will be an exciting ride. It will be ups and downs, but it will be fun probably or hopefully. Um, and just yeah, seeing us play as you said, genuinely with a bit of passion. So I, I'm 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 looking forward to it. after a really dry couple of years with EVB, and oh and Garcia as well. Christ, I, I mean it's been too dull for too long. Um, I would say that you know I've been thinking a lot about the squad, and I was think you know I was thinking a lot about his team with with Chile and and Sevilla and Argentina and the system that he was playing often with the it was like a kind of um, a l like a kind of four which is like a four three one two but it was kind of like evolved into like a two. Three, three, two. If that makes any sense, the way the fullbacks push really high and and what the defensive midfielder sort of drops back and stuff, and just kind of thinking about how that works with the current squad, and I think it's, you know, I was thinking it's really possible, but I'm looking at what's what I've seen online is that that's not really the way he's been playing. He's been playing a lot of different formations. It seems Um, looking at some of the stats and stuff that have been published by some. Some people online, some companies online. Um, it looks like he's using all sorts of formations now, and it just actually it reminds me that there was an article that we posted today um, about Sampoli, and it was there was I think there was a quote um, quote in it from Bielsa it talking about how you know the comparison between the two, and he's saying how Sampoli actually was is more adapt able to adapt his system than him, and, you know so that kind of just. Um, sort of reaffirms that idea that actually he's not a sort of one one system kind of coach. He's someone who's actually got a lot of weapons in his arsenal, and we might see him play a variety of different systems. So we it might look different from what we what we what we all imagined, but I think we can probably get guess that we're definitely going to see an a, a attacking game from him, and that's something that we will all welcome. So just looking at the, yeah, Going back to the other um, change in um, personnel, if you can call it that, given that nobody's new coming into the post, but we did. I said that the president's role had changed. So after everything that we talked about last week, with the supporters clubs and all the pressure that's been put on the club to get rid of Errol from the president's role, it seems that McCourt finally has taken action and decided to remove him from that position. Um, so as I said, that he's still at the club. He's on the board now, and his role has been replaced by Pablo Longoria. So we don't know what's really going to happen with the sporting or the head of football role that Longoria was um, in, and whether or not they're going to replace him, or he's just going to cover that role as well and his responsibilities. Um, this is a bit of a shock, isn't it? That I don't think any of us predicted that that's what would happen. If Elo win went, that, that it would be Longoria that would step in to his shoes. What are your feelings on this? It's just... It's odds.
0: I mean, <clears throat> you know, firstly, um, let's let's look back to our last episode where we, we were very damning of obviously everything going on with the fans and Hero and Ouvres and potentially trying to dissolve the fan groups. And credit where credit is due, McCourt has acted. He's listened to us. We won. We won the battle. Héroe is has been removed from, from a very damaging and and, um, threatening position to the future of our club, so kudos. Thank fuck he's gone. Worst president we've ever had, and and it will take some doing to do worse than what he's done, whether it's his record on the pitch, which is less than 45% win ratio, or or his awful PR off the pitch, pissing off the people of the city and and all the fans. I, I, I I was in a uh, in a bit of a, a, a weird state when I read the press release, because when I read it, normally when someone leaves or you, or you sack someone or, or, or they resign, the first two paragraphs of any, you know, press release are always, thank you for your efforts, you know, great, great record, took us to Europa League final, blah, 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 blah. And there was none of that. There was just a straight in there, you know, is the new president, wish him well. Oh, and by the way, Sam Powell is also the new manager. And then at the end, Hérault uh, is, uh, is now in the Conseil de, de, de Surveillance, which is the structure we had under under Louis Dreyfus before his death, where La Brume started in that Conseil de Surveillance and ended up getting rid of Pape Duf. So uh, my first feeling was, whoa, whoa, whoa. Is this some sort of American reshuffle classic change the job titles, but don't change the org chart and, and try and, you know, try and sort of um, remove it from the spotlight, but leave him running the show in, in the background, but in a position where he's less exposed and people probably aren't as, aren't as aware. But it seems that McCourt, who, who's now in Marseille since, since uh, this morning, has confirmed to the mayor and to the, the fan groups that he's met with so far that Iroh is, is no longer running the show. He is on, on, on the Conseil de Surveillance, purely in an advisory role, and, and he's out. And, and that's what we wanted, and we've won that. And, and you know, I think credit to all the fans and, um, and and the different nations who decisively, you know, publicly condemned him and got him out. We won, which is the, the main satisfaction. Now, Longoria, why Longoria? I, I, the guy is by all accounts doing a great job and has a, a solid expertise as, as a you know, it's running the recruitment of the club and and setting up youth systems and stuff. It just, I just don't get why you would remove him from that position um, unless you already had the man lined up, which was, you know, by all accounts, Luis Campos is heavily linked with us to be the, the, the sporting director, but nothing announced yet. And he's, he's even said that nothing's done and that the project as it is wouldn't, wouldn't interest him. So you sort of go long, long. Oh yeah, great. But he's now being moved away from a position where where probably his qualities and, and strengths and, and networks were best exploited. And he's now a, a, a chairman, which you know involves running the day to day, the HR, finances, the stadium, all all of those backroom admin stuff. And you sort of think: is is that the right move for him? Is that where he's going to we're going to see the best of him and and his capabilities, or or is it? Just an interim role, which which would have made sense, but by all accounts, he's, he's got the job permanently. So, uh, it, it, it's a, it's a great result that it always it's finally been given his marching orders for his, his incompetency and being being a prick, basically. Let's let's say it. But at the same time, I'm, I'm I'm scratching my head. That why why have you put Longoria in that position? Is that really the best move?
2: Yeah, I think um, I think yeah, there's there's definitely a bit of a of a we won kind of um, feeling when when the press release comes out on uh, late on Friday night, early Saturday morning here for me. Um, that arrow has been um, removed from his his seat and he's sure brought to the to the Council of Surveillance. But at least he's not the president anymore. Um, there's definitely some relief and definitely some like oh wow everything that the supporters have done and all the OM nations um, has finally paid off uh, and and we got the result that we all wanted. And, you know, I think, uh, yeah, I think he was the worst president that we've had uh, simply by the fact that he actually didn't understand what Marseille was and didn't want to even care to understand Uh, down the line. He pretended at the beginning and then was just uh, stuck in his own ways. Uh, Then when, when you see that Longoria, he's the one who's appointed, uh, at first, my first feeling was, you know, Marquardt is just trying to be a crowd pleaser, uh, and Longoria he's on little on his little clout since he joined Marseille. You know, 34 year old head of football brings us uh, all those players that supposedly nobody else than him could be able to bring us, uh, and a right back that no one knows about, almost uh, a famous striker, blah blah blah. Uh, but yeah, now he's now he's the president, so I, I guess he knows that. Uh, McCourt knows that Longoria is not the kind of man that is going to say um, something wrong in public or on TV because he doesn't talk, basically, or or when he talks, he's, I guess he's very um, pretending to be candid uh, in his interviews, but yet very controlled and, and not giving much information. Uh, but then I read that um, for Longoria, it was about sort of always his ambition to to just keep going up uh, in a club and to find himself as as a president. So maybe... That's what he always wanted. Uh, I do believe, like Ben said, that um, we thought, we think that his influence is mostly beneficial as the head of football, as a sporting director, with all his connections, etc. And so I fail to see how, um, as a president in France, he can have the influence that we need from a French president. You know, we need... We need the president in France to have um, a good influence on the LFP, a good influence on uh, any decision that is made uh, for for the league. And, and we need a, a strong, charismatic president. Um, Longoria doesn't seem very charismatic, at least from us, uh, from the outside looking in. Uh, maybe we're wrong and maybe he was the only choice because uh, the way he's been running the football uh, side of Marseille has been so amazing that everyone... Maybe sang his praise and wanted to see him at the top of the club, um, but yeah, I, I think yeah, I think positive overall. Not having aero, um, still still yet to see what Longoria as a president really changes. Maybe maybe it's just a, uh, a G4 title, and and going to get more involved, and uh, Ouvrar is going to do all the admin stuff, and Longoria is going to actually stay on the football things, but Longoria's title is still chairman. Um, and he's still sitting at the table making the final decisions. And so uh, maybe he is you know, um, cute to our title, The Rise of Longoria. Maybe he's our, uh, our, you know, our Skywalker, our young, talented um, raw diamond that is a, is better than what we think he is and he's going to be an amazing president. But 34-year-old chairman of a club like Marseille, um, not from Marseille, so maybe not actually aware of some of the history and and. Prone to potentially make some mistakes that don't have that you don't have room to make when you are in that position. Um, I'm not going to say that I'm ecstatic with the new president. I'm, I, I don't mind him right now. Um, I would have much rather enjoyed someone with experience in such position, or at least with the uh, the charisma to to lead such a big enterprise. And and leave Longoria where it was um, the future will tell us uh, what what. What Longoya as a president holds?
1: Absolutely, like excellent point. Like I, about um whether or not he's going to have that influence over the league. The president role is—it's almost a political role, isn't it? It's—it's it's not just about running the club. It's about—it's about the the clout that you have in dis- discussions and decisions that take place. We saw that last last year. With um, the COVID crisis and the the possibility that the leak would resume or or finish, and the threat, you know, that Leon were making about trying to get the season cancelled and all sorts of weird formats to suit them and all that. so yeah, and maybe in some ways we we may actually and 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 um, value the impact that maybe Echo might have had in those kind of forums, but um, but yeah, does does is Longoria going to be able to do that? Yeah, it's, hard, it's on 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 the surface, we maybe can't see it because we don't know it. You, um, but I I have to say, Jeremy, as you you quite rightly pointed out, he's thirty four. I mean, he's thirty four. He's never done a role like this. He's been what off. Uh, he said to a sporting director, "We have some extra responsibilities, possibly for about six months, and did about a year and a half or something, two years of Valencia in that role. Before that, he was in scouting. He, I, I think he must be pretty charismatic for him to be able to make that 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 to climb the ladder so quickly in his career at such a young age. Maybe it doesn't seem like that on the surface." But maybe what people are hearing and seeing behind door, closed doors in the workplace, maybe he is incredibly charismatic. He'd have to be. I, I just, I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't see how else he would have been able to work his way into that kind of role. So yeah, maybe there is something there that captivates people that work with him that, and that's why he's got to where he has um, at such a young age. I... I just can't. Wait. He's 34. He's fucking younger than me. I'm 35. What? Like, <laughs> just can't get my head around it. Like, yeah, so fuck's sake. I I I am totally shocked. I I guess that I've got a number of theories about what might be going on actually, so I'm I'm thinking that maybe McCourt appointed him because McCourt doesn't know any better. He doesn't know anyone else that can do the job. All he knew and has is Ero. Ello. is the reason why he was in Marseille, really, isn't he? He's so dependent on him. took him so long to get rid of him. So maybe that's why they put him in place. Maybe contrary to what um, McCourt's telling the mayor, maybe still is running the show and is just a puppet um, to appease the fans that are angry. Or, as you touched upon, maybe McCourt is lying and this is a transition and that this is just a temporary thing to tie us over to the end of the season where we're going to see more change, whether that comes from new new owners, new investors, or a new president or what, I don't know. But it's, it, it's fucking bizarre. I, I, it's kind of unprecedented. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, just thinking about... We're nearly to, at the end of the show, but just thinking about um, some of the other things that have happened since that announcement, so as you said, Ben, McCourt has come, to, I mean, we well, should point out that McCourt didn't, and, and he released a statement, didn't he, denying that the club was for sale, I think, quote, not, not yesterday, not today, weird way to put it, um, um, it never has been, so he's repeatedly denying that he's selling the club, um, and he's announced that he's going to meet to travel to Marseille, so he went to Marseille today hasn't he, Um, to meet the supporters groups and to speak to the mayor and also do whatever else he needs to do as someone who owns a company who's about to implement, who has implemented some major changes in that company and and personnel and and roles and stuff Ben, I I guess maybe you you, you know about, you've seen a bit more about what's come out today in terms of what's happened with his visit, do you want to share with us what you know about um McCourt's visit to Marseille today.
0: Yeah, it's all public knowledge, Steph. So um the mayor of Marseille, Benoît Paillon, um, went on uh, on RMC. Uh, he met him just after lunch or during lunchtime, um, and he said that you know, McCourt's confirmed all of the things you've just said, so that, you know, he they don't want to dissolve the fan groups, they're gonna retract the, the letter and seemingly so, um, Cataldo, who runs the um, Dodgers, if I'm right, but the, the, the Ultras group, has just spoken to Guillaume Tartu to say, you know, actually, he's, the, the court said that um, he doesn't want to dissolve the fan groups, they're going to retract the Agora thing. So, apparently, it's going to get retracted as well. Question marks over where that leaves Oura, because it was sort of his, his baby and his, his project. Maybe he'll be leaving in the coming days as well. Um, but, you know, and then he, yeah, he repeated, um, you know, McCord told the mayor that he had no intention of selling, that he was going to, he was going to, you know, reinvest in the club, make it successful. And then, then he, he's repeated his his abhorrent mistake from, sorry, abhorrent mistake from, from 2016 and, and told the mayor that he wants to win the Champions League. And it's like, fuck's sake, you, you, you can't be serious saying that again. Everybody uh, and, and, and their dog has told you since 2016 that was a big mistake saying that to the people of Marseille because now you look like a prick and you've got no credibility. But to, to not only say, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have said that, a bit over ambitious, I didn't realize it would take, you know, I need to build, build and invest a lot of money to, to win the Champions League. To come out and say it again, it's, it's criminal, and, and it just makes you look like an absolute fool who's either, you know, you're either clueless, and, and that's, that's the worst thing, is you're, you're saying this because it's what people want to hear, and, it's cl- and, and you're clueless and don't realise that, you know, so many teams have invested, PSG have invested £1.2 billion and only made one final. Man City haven't even made the final yet, and they've invested approximately the same amount of money to win the Champions League. You, you have to lose money. You have to piss money away on big wages for big players and and big transfer fees. And, and McCourt doesn't have that financial power. He can't afford to do that. So that's that's a mistake. Um, he, he And then to, to the fan groups, he's also confirmed that it all is out. out. He's no longer running the show. Um, there, there were also reports that apparently Saturday morning before the game, all went to the commanderie to to empty out his his desk and stuff and symbolically in front of of the staff gave the keys of the the stadium to to, to Longoria and wished him well. So, yeah, I think I'm I'm a bit more confident now that it's been confirmed that McCourt has said, no, no, Jacory is gone. Um, There there were reports apparently leaked by McCourt's camp or something to L'Equipe this morning saying that, they hadn't realised just how bad things were until until the incidents at the commandery. Um, that indeed, they, they realised that Hiro is, you know, he's been living away from Marseille for a while. He's not he's not been on the ground. He's he's you know he's sort of alienated himself. And and on top of that, it's quite clear that he's not the right man to, to meet the objectives that were set for him at the start. And that, that those are the reasons that have led to to him being pushed out. Um, and, uh, you know, even, even more satisfying, if true, but who knows, Liberation, the newspaper said that apparently Arog was not expecting this at all, completely taken by surprise and was a bit shocked. Well, good, good. Hope it's painful for you, you bastard. Um, But we will see. I mean... He, you know, he he's clueless when he says he wants to win the Champions League, he doesn't realise exactly what he's going on about and he doesn't even know what the Champions League is, is my guess. Um, <laughs> as if he doesn't know how much it costs to win it. Or he knows that, you know, new investors will be, will be in place soon and, and maybe he will claim that as a glory if we do go on to win it in the next 10 years and say, told you we'd win it. You know, I was the man who made it possible by selling to the Saudis. <laughs> knows what it will come out with but it, I just find it really hard to, to believe how things are going to get better because not only has he got to plug 120 million reports of deficits we then have to rebuild the team and, and he's apparently said oh, I'm going to give Pablo Longoria some funds to do that but hang on that's going to fuck us over with financial fair play again unless you bring other sponsors to the table or you bring income to the table that is equivalent to what you intend to spend over 24 months, I, I, I just don't understand. Either he's absolutely clueless and he's playing you know, he's playing the sing-song for all the fans and, and appeasing everybody and he's going to fly out of Marseille and then never set foot in, in the fucking city for, for another two years again. Or either something is going on that he's not going to disclose but he, he's sort of preparing, you know, he's, he's lining up his ducks and he's, he's moving pieces on the chessboard and he's, he's making these statements because he knows that he's going to
2: introduce new investors. Who knows?
1: Hmm. Okay. Um, Jeremy, have you any thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, well, I think that was that was pretty, um, yeah, quite detailed by, by Ben there. And, and I think if if only thing, one thing that I, I'd like to bounce on is the announcement that he did about the Champions League, like I don't know who who gets that worse from him saying that. Like is that him saying that, or is that the mayor of Marseille repeating that on the news? Because he's by by repeating it at, um, at RMC, um, Benoît Payan discredits um, McCourt but also discredits himself. I mean, if you're the mayor of Marseille, you know that that's not. Hopefully, you know that that's not how things works. Um, so yeah, that that's, that to me is. Uh, is fishy uh, i think there's there's something going on there there's a bit of uh, political struggle or a little power that's trying to be um exist you know like by by saying that everyone knows that uh, the supporters are going to criticize mac Court and so then maybe the the mayor of marseille get a, get a little bit of uh, pull from that uh, i don't know i thought that was weird that this specific comment was uh, was released that, does, that he doesn't want to sell. That he wants to put more money in. Um, sure, you can say all this, but saying that yes, he wants to uh, win the Champions League in in a time where we're clearly struggling, where our players are barely good enough to um, to get to the Europa League. Um, to to say that and to release it to the press to me to me really sounded a bit um, yeah a bit convoluted I guess. Uh, but yeah, besides that, look at it. If if he's looking at the club from um, from close range, maybe maybe there'll be some positive changes. Uh, I can't, you know, it's the kind of moment where I also remember that last time he was um, in charge of a club, and, and I'm talking about the Dodgers in LA. Uh, he he tried to communicate um, sort of smartly to to make to downplay his role in the fact that the club was crashing uh, and Chile could get rid of it so um, so maybe he does have uh, his, his eyes on something else and he knows something is going to happen and he's just in Marseille to try and calm everyone down to make that process um, a bit smoother but uh, but yeah not much, not much trust in what's going on except that yeah at least Hero is not there anymore and at least we're not going to look like or sound like the, the clowns of Ligue 1 because we have a president who's, who's not smart enough to communicate properly.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agreed. Um, uh, Yeah, just kind of, for me, reiterating what he's already said is that he almost seems like McCourt well, he either doesn't understand the gravity of the fucking shithole that he's in and how much of a job and, and how much it would cost to to get out of it and, and finance the kind of um, success that he's Bouting, yeah. Or he's delusional, or he's just lying. He's just saying, yeah. You know, maybe he's just saying what he knows that people want to hear to calm things down for a minute, and then fuck off, as you said, Ben. Um, probably it's the last one. I I agree. I also, yeah, I agree. Same thought as you, Jeremy. Oh, I thought it was very tip. odd. I quite
0: to... liked when you um, sorry, I quite liked earlier. You compared him to Donald Trump, and, and that, that that is just.
1: It rings so true. I I mean, this is a thought that I've been having a lot lately because I know that he's a Trump supporter. Um, So I'm sort of building a character about McCourt that makes me more comfortable with disliking him. (laughs) Are
0: are we expecting him to come out tomorrow and say, make OM great again?
1: (laughs) This is also part of me accepting the possibility of a Al-Walid Saudi-led takeover of OM. So the more I... Sort of create this um, horrible character of McCourt makes me think that he's not so much of a better person than the other potential owners. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I'm just um, going through a little bit of a, a a process with myself to try and come to terms with what I want for the club that might not be really that might not fit with what my values are. You know Saudi oil, <laughs> Saudi state oil. Well, he's not really state, is he? But you know, as we learned, as we learned a couple of weeks ago, the connections are in, you know they're, they're clearly undeniable. So, um anyway, so yeah, I just I don't know. I just think that it's bizarre. Yeah, the way to, for him to communicate with that. I just I don't think anyone's buying it, man. Come on, is he? He's taking us for fools. You know, there was there was in the news as well a few days ago that. He could be willing to inject, or, or that we could be willing, we could have eighty million euros available to spend in the summer. Yeah, I mean it. It must be the case that he's got other investors coming in, because I just don't see how it's possible. And if it's not, what's going to happen next is going to be worse than what happened at the Commanderie. You know, I just it's going to be worse. <laughs> um, so he's playing a very dangerous game. I hope that. He's bluffing about everything, and that he is going to sell up, or um, he's got someone who's going to buy a big chunk of the club off him, and um, who's going to finance things. Maybe we're going to see something like we saw. Well, I don't really know what we saw before, but maybe we'll see, you know, like something from like another um, investment fund, something like you know we always talked about what was the name, the Guggenheim or something like that, where yeah, he's Guggenheim got some money. Problems, yeah. Yeah, so where he's got some money tied into, maybe we'll, we might see some something like that come in, like a bit like at Milan. Well, he's fucked it so much anyway that I don't know how he's going to pay for all the debt that he, he's got to cover <laughs> at, at the club. So yeah, maybe we'll see something like that that'll help us out. I Who mean, um,
0: yeah, when when Qatar Sports Investment took PSG over, they acquired a seventy percent stake initially, before eighteen months later acquiring the remaining thirty percent. And yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it's going to be a, a sort of a, maybe a more gradual transition, maybe 40% before they take a majority stake in, in a year's time. Who knows? But I, again, Steph, you, you summed it up. It, it, I just, he's worth less than a billion now. How, how is he going to just for, for, for something that he's allegedly attached to an investor in making successful? After already having pissed away close to 400 million, you know, where's the money coming from? It, 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 it makes no business sense for him to, to shell it from his own pocket if he is broke. So it's got to be coming from somewhere, which is, which is again, the only thing that, that gives us hope with the, 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 these impending sale rumours.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um. I to be honest, I think we've probably covered everything tonight. I don't know if there's anything more to say. Um. I don't have any more questions. Um. So yeah, I'm quite happy to wrap it up. Uh. Maybe just as a final, yeah. what is we're, we're actually quite long anyway into the episode. It's just score prediction for Wednesday's game against Leo. I'm gonna say three nothing Leo. To be honest. Yeah.
0: I'm. I'm- might go for a draw or a two one two one defeat. But um and then Sunday night we're playing in the French Cup against um some amateurs. Um so yeah, busy, busy week, a lot of games. Um but you know it'd be nice to continue the cup run. Jeremy, what do you think the score's gonna be? Uh
2: I'll I'll go for I'll go for the draw in Lille there. They've been struggling recently as well, very inconsistent since uh, since twenty twenty one and uh, and they barely got the draw at home against Hasbro this weekend. I think they're still reeling from their um, elimination of Europa League. So uh, I'll go for a draw and, and hopefully at the end of the game we'll be happy with the draw and not frustrated that we didn't get the the three points. Uh, and, and my last uh, contribution of the pod maybe would be that. Um, do you remember uh, what 10 days ago when Longoria at the, at the post game said, I'm not the president. <laughs> <laughs> I just to that coming back out, that was pretty funny. That he probably knew what was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, so
1: that just reminds me of as well when AVB, you know, looked at him and uh, you know, I think if I remember correctly, sort of made some sort of um, suggestion that whether Longoria might want to fire him. <laughs> didn't hear it you know, in couple of months back I'm sure as well. So yeah, uh, some funny things. Um, okay, so shall we? Yeah, we should wrap it up then. So just thanks, everyone, for for listening. Uh, thanks, guys, as well, for taking part. And um, yeah, we'll see you next time. Pleasure. Thanks, Thank-
0: everyone.
2: Thanks for having us. Thanks, guys.